This is Six Feet of Separation. I'm Joel Jackson in the Seventh Ward in New Orleans. And on the other line, as always, Andrew Levy. Where you at, babe? I am right here in Uptown New Orleans, where I am every time we chat, my friend. It's How like you Pinky doing? The, it's like Pinky and the Brain over here. What are we doing today? I don't know. You know which, I mean? which one is Pinky and which one's the Brain, man? <laughs> oh, God. You've got to be the Brain. That's very clear if anyone's listened to any of these episodes that I'm Pinky, I think. So <laughs> 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 who, who knows? Maybe for another, maybe for another show. Perhaps. Uh, it's, it's Saturday, Andrew. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, no, it's, it's a day of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the, the sense of time, you know, you keep seeing these Facebook memes where it's like listing out the day of the week and everything except day is crossed out on every one. Um, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm very cognizant of how early on we are in this, in this crisis and in this lockdown, but you know, it's also getting to the point where it seems like, you know, it's always been this way. Um, uh-huh. You know, I I uh, chat weekly with a um, with a therapist, um, yep. Good. and Good on you. was making that point with her uh, earlier today because we talked. Whereas, where, whereas you're my therapist, basically, this is my therapy. By the oh, way, dear God, you're going to need more help than me. Trust me, <laughs> um, for sure, you're going to need more help than me. Uh, anyway, so I was talking to her about this and, and I, you know, I, I told her that I'm very cognizant that it's early days and she was like, no, 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 no. Uh, New York, I, I said, you know, this only has been two weeks and she was like, no, 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 New York started on March 19th and I went and looked at my calendar, March 19th was 16 days ago, two weeks and two right. days. That's all. Exactly. This has been, this has been the new normal for for those of us in in roughly civilized places for two weeks, there are a lot of places where they're on like day two or day three of lockdown. That's that's right, man. And look, you and I started a podcast that's about life, love, and culture in the time of COVID-19 only last week. So clearly that's an indicator that we think this is going to be a long haul. I have a feeling it's going to be around for a while, my man. Yeah. So we're going to try and make the best of it. And we're trying to find uh, silver linings, you know, uh, humanity, uh, all the good stuff um, that we can. And we're going to be getting into so much of that um, on the show. We've got a great guest coming up. We're going to call in a few uh, minutes. Um, so stick around for that. Uh, uh, Susan Manick um, is coming on in a few minutes. Um, of, of Zasu Restaurant in New Orleans? Of Zasu, of Zasu Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's she's a d- very dope, awesome human being and talented chef, and funny shit too. Um, before we get to her, like with this little bit of housekeeping that we do at the top of the show, um, you just mentioned your therapist, and I've been thinking about mental health a little bit as we're getting into this, and how for myself, I've been pretty emotionally um, and mentally sound so far again we're super early on but i'm very cognizant about making sure that there aren't fr- there's not fraying around the edges as much as i possibly can and i'm more proactive than i ever have been in terms of um trying to like you know like cognitive behavior like trying to anticipate maybe what might be a trigger or an emotion or something just trying to you know eat well exercise have human connective tissue with people that bring me well through dialogue, be it text, email, calls, whatever, 
or out on the disc golf course with my friends when we're keeping six feet apart. Um, but during this, I think what we're going to find, what I found this week, Andrew, is that I had three people in my life who are all very close to me have, you know, what you would loosely call a breakdown, you know, and mm -hmm. with all three of those things required uh, a, a significant amount of mental and emotional energy from me, which Jesus, I'm more than happy to do, but how that it's impacting my daily life. And I'm sure our listeners and you are, are experiencing this or will be experiencing this. I'm trying to keep as much reserves in the tank as I can for when those moments happen, right? Yep. And so when I had my worst day of the lockdown so far, which is a Wednesday night, I was a block away from a shooting where um, a person got shot and killed mm -hmm. in their car. And I was sort of, you know, on the scene and someone stole my disc golf bag 30 minutes before and I got the message that Ellis Marcellus died. And I had one of my friends need to lean on me for emotional support all within the same 90 minute window. I was like, holy shit, I don't have an endless supply of being cool in the gang. You know, <laughs> you're right. Like, it's not just, it's not an infinity type thing, you know? So you, you can't take for granted your own wellness. For me, that means how that's manifesting itself for me is to every day, not to let the little things get to me, not be bummed out about, you know, not having seven of my favorite Swedish plastic discs to throw. And, and, and let me just say this and think about the positive things. Shout out to our buddy Wheeler, you know, uh, Shout out to Will for sure. Discs were, disc were stolen on Wednesday. On Friday, he meets me at the park with a big thing of Clorox wipes and, 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 and six discs for, for, for my bag so I could go out and do the thing that brings me pleasure every week. And that's, you know, folks, it's sometimes those little things, dude, Andrew, like... It's that the really community, do. man. It comes back to the community. But I also, I also want to point out one thing, Joel. That like even after yes. that nightmarish Wednesday night that you had, um, and the amount of emotional support you've been lending to your friends and trying to keep stuff in the reserve, you came back and recorded two episodes of this podcast on Thursday, and we're fully <laughs> on top of your game. Um, only problem was with your internet connection, not with you, man. Right. You brought everything right. to the table and. And I was yeah. impressed by that. I was I was fully ready to have to carry your sorry ass, but uh, no, you were <laughs> you were prepped and ready to go. So good for you. Like that's that's the way to be. And uh, it might be that Malcolm Gladwell uh, ten thousand hour thing, you know, with the podcasting. Uh, not in terms of my performance on the podcast, because I don't like there. I have some strengths and I have some weaknesses that will never be improved upon, but. Finding the mental energy to turn it on is really what makes me want to do this, Andrew. And that's what I, I love the fact that you're fully engaged in this. And, and, I, and I think that's going to be a good segue here in a second. But like, this is for me the escape. We have a segment on our show that people know about that we'll get with Sue about what are your escapisms, what's your crisis diversion. This is it for me, man. And it's like, I almost feel like a, it's almost like, a snake shedding its skin during the process of recording a podcast. I come out of it a little bit different, a little bit cleaner, a little bit fresher. And uh, it's, it's therapy, man, you know, it's talk therapy. But uh, as a segue, um, 
the energy and calorie burning that you're doing with the podcast thank you you got our website up and running not sure um, i'm burning quite enough calories there joel you're, <laughs> okay I'd, we're not talking, I'd, we're talking I'd, mental girth mental I went, girth. I went for i went for a five and a half mile walk this morning because i noticed that that belly's creeping out a little bit farther Ooh. over the belt and you know ladies and gentlemen i sure hope you keep those pjs clean because clothing stores are shut like if you start yeah. needing fat clothes, you're on your own. You're going to have to break out a needle and thread because they are all closed. So I'm like getting hip. Um, I'm giving myself the weekend. And on Monday, we're we're reining it back in. Oh, we're good. Rain it back in food wise and try and get a little bit healthier, not just walking, but eating a little bit healthier. I'm um, doing the same thing, man. I, I want to be able to by the end of COVID-19... I want to be able to come on this podcast and say that I can fit into my skinny clothes again. Well, you know, <laughs> I saw a friend post on Facebook the other day, all y'all who are wearing jeans, what are you trying to prove? And then somebody <laughs> posted on there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I lost 12 pounds and I was just like, fuck you. You know what? <laughs> everyone out there, including myself, do not fucking post shit about, getting healthy and losing weight. And I, I feel ashamed. I'm shaming myself now for just mentioning the fact that that's a goal of mine is to lose some weight. No, 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 no. no it's one, a goal no of yours. It's, no it's one should feel that pressure. It's a goal of yours, Joel. It's a goal of mine. Um, well, it's, and it's, and, it, and it, I don't want to hear any status reports out of you about how you're doing. And not, certainly not on this you, podcast. You won't. And let me just say this. It's not altruistic for my own health. Here's the reason I want to lose some weight. I'm okay. There's the carrot at the end of this thing. We're thinking like I'm already imagining Jazz Fest 2021, dude. <laughs> and I'm, ima I'm imagining having sex again, right? Like, and I want to look good when I have Wait, sex. Again. You're you're imagining it taking until next year for you to have sex again, Joel? It's That's... gonna be a while, dude. And, uh, these and, are and, these it, are dark times indeed, my friend. It's gonna and and it's going to uh, and I, I and I want to uh, look sexy. When I do it, you know, that's the damn straight truth, folks. Dude, that's every it. year I go on a jazz fest diet. Everybody who knows me, like, see me in January and then see me in April. Um, sometimes, some years I have more to lose. Some years I do better than others. But you know, like that that yellow uh, shirt with the roses on it that I wear on the first day. Like, yeah, you you you're basically for me. I'm topping out at two sixty if I want to wear that thing. So, yeah. uh, so every year it happens. And this year, obviously, um, without a jazz fest coming, I lost sight of the prize, but, dude, uh, I, you know, I'm dude, still optimistic yeah. that there's going to be a jazz fest in October. So, um, Word. good. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Optimism. I'm holding on to it. Um, so look, we've got, we're about to dial up the guest. We've got uh, six feet of separation dot show folks. You can listen to the podcast there. We got a website. Um, we have a Facebook page that'll direct you to the website. We've got yep. an email address, which is info at six. And you got to spell out six, six feet of separation dot show. Um, and so, yeah, like we're starting to dip our toe into the social medias and all those things. Maybe we'll we'll get wild this week. I'll get loaded one night and open an Instagram account in the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, dude, I might do a TikTok. Uh, Living. Oh God! I might do a TikTok. I, I'm not kids, doing buddy. TikTok. I'm not doing. I don't TikTok. even know what that is, no, no, no. but I might it, do it when I'm when I'm loaded. I, I, I'm not. I'm not 
I'm never going to be that hip with the kids. And um, then, um, and then you will we'll very soon have uh, the pod uh, distributed through the brand Six Feet of Separation um, on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, all the all the ones, the Stitchers, and we'll provide updates on that. Uh, the Spotify's, all that stuff, and we'll provide updates. Um, and then, in the meantime, we're also distributing through um, my old podcast uh, it's a good life babe so if if listeners were subscribing to that you're going to see these shows in that feed for a while as well yeah and for a little while but i mean yeah you know for a little go, while. go ahead we'll and subscribe to the to the new podcast because Please do. uh i mean uh, honestly actually you know that that gives me a good idea i can post a direct subscribe link onto that homepage. so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. put that in my notes Word. um Okay, I All think right. it is think time, ha- Joel. Yeah, yeah, housekeeping, housekeeping done. done. Uh, we kept it to a minimum this time. I uh, there's one item of heis- housekeeping um, that I actually before I dial Sue in. Um, yeah. uh, producer Griper, a little bit under the weather today, um, oh, yeah. could not join us. So I'm doing double duty on production and uh, and co-hosting. Um, shout out to Griper. Um, I hope that fever abates, and I hope it's just like a garden variety flu, my man. Um, yeah. Uh, or Likewise. a cold or something. Um, yep. Anyway, that's all about that, and uh, I'm going to press the magic button here and dial in Sue right now. Sweet. I love that we get to hear the ringing, too. That's like so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's dope. Hello? Hi, Hi Sue. Hi, how are you? Good, Sue. This is uh, this is Joel, and uh, we got Joel. we got Andrew here as well. How you doing, Sue? Hey, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Um, how's it going? What's happening? Nothing. Just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a lie. <laughs> no, really, I'm excited to talk to both of you. I get a little bit of a break from family time, and yeah, I'm. Nice to talk to other humans. Yeah, uh, how, how's that been shaking for you in terms of the? Uh, you texted me when about an hour ago that um, you haven't been able to find any alone time, and that's just so <laughs> ironic that we're in the middle of a lockdown and people can't find any time to themselves. You know, I know it's amazing. Well, you know, having a three and a half year old and a husband and a. 12 year old bonus daughter it's just a lot going on in our small house and there's a lot of you know entertaining entertaining that needs to be done and a lot of dishes i mean all i do is dishes <laughs> so <laughs> well, really really busy you're clearly doing the cooking too i would assume right so you're doing the cooking oh. plus the dishes well yeah i mean i'm do- i just like to you know stay busy you know i'm used to working like 12 14 hour days so if I'm not doing something that I feel like I'm, you know, not using my time wisely. Sure. But, but I, I mean, doing I the dishes, that's the golden rule, Sue. Like yeah, if you're doing the cooking, Jordan? you do not what's have Jordan to do the doing? dishes. Or the, and he's, the kids. He's fathering. <laughs> he's fathering. Yeah. Well, no, he does the dishes too. It's, it, there's just so many, you know, there's so much, there's so much to do. I have so much more respect for stay at home. I've always had a lot of respect for stay at home moms because I was one at one point, but people that homeschool and stay at home, I can't imagine with their life. I mean, I can't imagine. It's what I'm dealing with right now. That's all right. Joel and I can't imagine having kids. Oh no, actually I, I say, I, I, sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry, Joel. That's it's a party okay. foul on my part. Active kid. Um, <laughs> it's a bonus thing. Oh, um, <laughs> it's even less. But um, but Sue, so you're like you said, you you're used to staying busy. Um, when did you guys uh, close up, shutter your doors over at your restaurant? Um, our last day of takeout was March 18th. So on Monday and on Tuesday, I believe Monday was 17th and Tuesday was the 18th. We just did takeout, and then we just decided that it really what we weren't really equipped to keep pivoting all the time. I feel mm-hmm. like every day, every hour, we're tr- trying to figure out what we're gonna, going to do next. So we just decided for the, you know, our own mental health and physical health, it would be better just to stay at home and do what you're supposed to be doing, which is not going out if you don't need to. Right on. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I hear that for sure. I've been surprised, actually, at how many how many restaurants. I mean, you know, a, 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 an establishment like yours is very hard to recreate the experience in, in a to-go format anyway. Um, but, you know, I've been surprised by how many restaurants have, have you know, like they're keeping it open for our, it, even Mosca's is doing takeaway stuff over there. Like, and I just wonder how many people are actually doing that you know, who are actually patronizing the restaurants um, and how long that's well, going to go on. And I know I feel like every day there's more and more people that have been doing the takeout that have decided to, you know, close their doors. And I know from our two days of experience, which was very early on, was um, that it really wasn't, you know, worth it to come in and have staff here. And you were a very minimal staff at that point anyways. I mean, on Tuesday, it was just me and my general manager doing it because, there wasn't enough sales and I don't know if it's location for us or the fact that at that point, almost every restaurant in new Orleans was offering to go, but we just couldn't sustain it for much longer. Yeah. Yep. What are you, what are you guys doing for food and your household with your family? What's, what's the day to day look like? Are you guys cook all cooking in, mostly cooking in and some takeout? What, what are you guys doing? We're, we're doing all the cooking at home just because I have a refrigerator full of, heat, of food and yeah. I have the ability and the skills to do it. Um, and we're just, we're really just not leaving the house. So I, I would love to support some takeout, but you know, I have to eat all my food up first. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Do you have what an industrial, <laughs> do you have an industrial fridge in your, in your home? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, do, do you have, do you have anything uh, at, at least, you know, prosumer in your kitchen no i have a restaurant that's five minutes away from the house that has an empty walk-in refrigerator (laughs) so if i want a little free time i come here and pick up some things that you know i bought at the store or whatnot or got delivered and come and grab it oh so So you're you're at the restaurant right now yeah what was that you're at the restaurant right now oh yes i'm sitting in a dark dining room with all the chairs up with with uh, lights off to save on electricity. And and, and how <laughs> does that feel a, for uh, you? I mean, I know this is a, a labor of love for you. Um, uh, that that must be, you know, like how how precarious is the situation? If you don't mind me asking, it, you know, it's got to be disheartening. Well, it's very disheartening because you know I waited so long to finally get my dream, and you know we're only a year in, so to have to, you know, shut our doors because of this is really hard but at the same time um i just you know i've got to be a smart business person about Mm -hmm. you know trying to do other things and it just came to a point after crunching some numbers that you realize that it doesn't make sense to 
try to feed a small amount of people at this time if you yeah. want to see us reopen. If you want to see us reopen, you know and that's we just do. kind of yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so. And uh, and you know, I I imagine this has impacted your staff. Um, did, have you come to some kind of arrangement with them, or are they you know just going to take advantage of the stimulus? I mean, I know that's not something that you want to do. It's obviously something that you want to do as a last resort, but just curious. No. Um, yeah. So what, go on. I'm sorry. No, 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 please. No. So what we, um, you know, unfortunately had to do was furlough all of our employees. Um, they had their last paycheck on the 27th of March and, um, I was able to give them, you know, a little bit of bonus. And then I did a little video on Facebook the other day to raise money for them. But, you know, there's so many moving parts to this and trying to find a way to get it to them where it doesn't affect anything. I probably shouldn't be saying this on your podcast, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. so I'm still trying to figure out like people have been generous and wanting to do nice things for everybody, but I need to figure out a way to give that back to them. So people have been very supportive. So right now we're just, um, you know, I'm hoping that the money comes through. I hope everyone filed for unemployment. And I'm, you know, gave all the food to them. Um, you know, people came by for wine. We had lots of vegetables and stuff. So, you know, we're doing what we can. But at the same time, if there's no money, there's no money. So, you know, restaurants really live every every week. You know, like last week, this week we pay for last week and, you know, and so on. So when you're yep. closed for a couple of weeks, there's no money. There's no cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so just before we move on to the next question, is, is there an active GoFundMe, uh, URL that we can, or some other URL that we can share for anybody who's listening who might want to well, well, donate? We have not done a uh, GoFundMe yet, but we have been using my personal PayPal and Venmo, okay. which is, yeah, which is Susan hyphen. My last name is Zemanic, Z-E-M-A-N-I-C-K. So anything that goes there, as long as it's, is mentioned for you know the Zosu team, it will be distributed to them. Awesome. Sweet. Let me ask you something real quick. Um, are you having a, a cocktail or a glass of prosecco or wine right now? Uh, rosé right now because it was a twi- it was a twist off. Oh shit! I feel unprepared, underprepared at yeah. least. <laughs> I'm also um, sitting here with a bottle of hand sanitizer too. Because <laughs> yeah, of course, of course we are. Exactly. Well, you know, when mm-hmm. you run out of the rosé, you need something to drink. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that uh, must be pretty nice to be able to uh, have that respite um, at your place. That was, you said five-minute walk. That must be pretty nice. Or five-minute drive. I live by you. Five-minute drive. We're neighbors. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We should we should have a porch talk sometime. Yeah, I'll ride my bike by with my mask on. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, <laughs> we should definitely, most definitely do that. Um, what do you think the long-term outlook is um, for reopening the restaurant? I mean, no, it's that's, that's kind of a stupid question because it's so hard to say. But is that is that the goal? Is that you know to to get through this and and reopen? Well, I you know I have terrible insomnia since this happened because I have nothing to do. I end up going to bed with my three and a half year old, which is sometimes at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I woke up this morning at three thirty in the morning, racking my brain of how I'm going to like restructure the restaurant because okay. I don't think that we're going to be able to come back the, the way that we were, at least not in the beginning. Right. Um, how how, how exactly do you mean? 
Um, I just think that we probably will probably, when we reopen, we'll probably still be doing like takeout or to go. Um, we have such a small dining room space. I feel like it's going to be how it was um, towards the end before they shut down dining rooms and bars where, you know, people were spreading out tables so people would have enough room between each other so they felt safe. And um, I just feel like we might not have to, you know, kind of rethink what we're doing, at least for the beginning part of it, until hopefully there's a vaccine and people are, you know, getting better. But I just want to be able to get back in the kitchen and cook food. But I also right now want to do my part to flatten the curve. And I don't see that by interacting with delivery people, interacting. We have a tiny kitchen. Like we barely have like five feet between each other, let alone six feet. So, you know, I think our size is going to be um, a little bit, I think it might be different than other restaurants that have a lot more space to spread out once we get past all of this. So it'll Great. still be good Zasu food. We just might have to do it in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is there an opportunity, do you think? Because I'll without getting into details, I'll say that I've already begun to think about opportunity is the wrong word, but I'm thinking about restructuring how I approach the business that I do. And I'm hoping, I'm optimistic that it's gonna be long term down the road for the better. Um, because it's, I'm going to make some decisions and choices that maybe I should have had the foresight or guts to make already, but didn't want to uh, rattle the cages or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. is, do, do you look at it like that at all? In terms of maybe there, maybe there's some like seismic or paradigm shift type changes, not just to let you know about your approach to uh, being a restaurateur. I think that I'm already kind of been going through that being a new restaurant owner that I'm still trying to figure everything out. And for me to even go down that road right now is is a little, a little too much for me because I don't know what else I can do. Like what, like, and I'm not saying I'm going to change careers or anything like that, but I've been thinking a lot about like, how can I do what I love and be fulfilled? And one of the things that I always thought about the food industry was that, you know, people all need to eat. You can be a, I always tell like people that I mentor, I'm like, if this doesn't work out, if you're not a great line cook, you can be a food writer, you can be a food critic, you can do all these different things. But now with the restaurant industry being where it's at, I, a lot of those, those things are kind of taken off the table as well. So how can I be a culinary school instructor? You know, when my, when I get older, my hands stop working, which is right around the corner. um, If there are (laughs) no classrooms full of, of culinary students and there's no restaurants for them to go work at. So I guess like my crutch in my, in my culinary world has kind of been ripped from, you know, underneath me. And I just, I, you know, I don't know if this is going to, you know, force me to go in a different direction. I haven't gotten there yet, Joel. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, it looks like we're going to have some time to work through Slacker. it, so, so I think you're going to be all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're, so you're such a slacker, dude. It's been two weeks, man. Figure out how to get it. I know. I'll get there. We'll talk in another two weeks, and we'll see if I've come undone completely. <laughs> I was actually talking to Rich VK, our mutual friend, earlier today, uh, checking mm-hmm. in with him, and told him we were going to be doing this. And he was like, dude, she... So, is the hardest working person I've ever known, you know. Like, so, Aww, just to nice. set the re- just just to set the record straight, 
And uh, Andrew, I know you have some food questions, but I want to ask real quick or culinary questions. But um, what are you guys cooking at home? Like, what are you are you are you having fun cooking at home or like doing some? Dude, talk about stealing my thunder. That is like the next <laughs> question on my list. Oh no, I know, Andrew. You wanted to anyway. Sorry, go ahead, I'm, sh I'm shit. Everybody point, wins. Buddy. Everybody wins. I'm a point shit. Well. <laughs> So, what am I cooking at home? Last night, it was pork chops that I ordered. I ordered a bunch of meat from one of my purveyors. And we had pork chops, cauliflower, stir-fried rice, because my stepdaughter's on a ketogenic diet, which makes my life very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And what else? I think that was pretty much it. Oh, and two fudgesicles, um, almond milk fudgesicles, no sugar added. Like that's the nice. kind of stuff I'm eating. You know, we made, I'm, you know, tonight I'm going to make matzo ball soup. We're doing a lot of steaks on the grill. I'm just, you know, eating whatever. I made yeah. borscht. Yeah. Nice. Po poached eggs and hollandaise because I have time to, like, whip up a hollandaise really fast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. that, that is a luxury, isn't it? Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize how, you know, how many things you could do with eggs until now. So. I mean, so I've died to. ninety. I've died ninety Easter eggs, and I order another case just to keep my kid occupied. So there's a lot of egg, <laughs> egg action in the house. <laughs> I love it. So you're keeping busy then. I am definitely. Uh, uh, do do you do you duck over to the restaurant to cook dinner ever, or, or do you do it all at home? No, I mean we pretty much shut down and clean and sanitized everything here. I usually come here for an egg run or you know um, a wine run. Mm -hmm. Butter, I've been using a lot of butter, so I you know I, that was the one thing that I had ordered before we closed. So if anybody needs butter, hit me up. Got a half a case left. <laughs> Whoa, uh, yeah, I might hit you up for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what about you guys? What are you cooking at home? Uh, well, I mean, so, so I, I did, uh, the Cordon Bleu in Paris like 20 years ago, um, and quickly learned that I was really good at working on the internet, um, <laughs> and probably not cut out to, to, to be in the business. But, um, you know, I play around a little bit at home and I, I'm doing what apparently everybody else in the entire country is doing, which is, um, Harvesting yeast to make a, a sourdough starter. I was going to say baking bread. Yep, <laughs> baking bread. So that's that's actually been a, a lifelong ambition of mine, and now suddenly I have the time. I guess I'm not alone. Um, although last night I cheated and made pizza with Belgard's uh, Belgard's dough. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. I mean, I'm I'm staying about six blocks away from Belgard's, so they're doing one day a week. They're doing a bake um, and. Uh, pizza dough with it so we figure we give it a shot nice. um how was it uh it was it, it was okay it was okay <laughs> um there's there's been a run on low moisture mozzarella whole milk mozzarella in the supermarkets um yeah. so mm. i had to buy fresh mozzarella <laughs> and i don't have an oven that is hot enough for fresh mozzarella so it was a little soupy but you know still Dude, tasty cry me at river man yeah That's no i know i mean tough it, times it, yeah, uh, wow! Andrew. You should yeah, definitely get back great. behind the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Um, if I see any mozzarella in my travels, which are very few and far between, I'll pick some up for you. <laughs> right on. Sounds good. Um, so, 
uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe you have some suggestions for what. Um, I have a few friends who who listen to this podcast who I would put in the same sort of like advanced amateur category as I am. Anything uh, that you would suggest that people could do to sort of branch out a little bit, try something new? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, like like you're doing is starting, you know, your your sourdough starter, which is kind of a fun thing, kind of a science experiment as well. But I just think kind of going into your pantry and seeing what you have and giving yourself almost like a mystery basket of ingredients could be a fun way to, you know, push yourself in a, on a culinary level and also use up some stuff that you didn't have plans for. So I pretty much stare at my pantry every day and try to figure out what I'm going to base my meal on. So, like, for example, two nights ago we had ribeyes and I had halloumi and my, you know, my stepdaughter loves halloumi. Apparently fried cheese in our house is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, just I, like I couldn't decide if I wanted to, you know, make a salad out of it or if I wanted to, like, you know, separate all the ingredients and make a composed dish. And, you know, after, like, looking at all my spices and stuff like that, I figured out, um, you know, I had all these Zahav from Philadelphia spices that a good friend, Dino Gankendorf, shout out, um, gave me. Thank you for getting me those. And I used them on the halloumi. I used them on the steak. I was just able to use spices and things that I haven't, I've never even opened. So, like, just I think going through your pantry and exploring and using what you already have and just taking a risk. I mean, if it doesn't work out, you have plenty of time to make another meal. Um, I've been trying to do as much fresh vegetable cooking as I can and, like, putting in some frozen things just to kind of stretch my fresh veggie supply. So, and I guess another thing is um, I'm not over – I'm not making too much. Like, I'm not – cooking for leftovers because I don't have space for leftovers. So just kind of being conscious of how much and how many people I'm feeding. So when dinner's done, it's done. Uh, Last Monday I made a big batch of red beans and it occurred to me like halfway through making it that, uh, you know, like two pounds of beans, whatever. Uh, It's just me and my dad. You made two pounds? I made two pounds, right? And it's me and my dad here and we're not supposed to see anybody. So, so lesson learned there. Um, yeah, yeah, I can, that, I can, that dig, I can dig that, Andrew. I uh, what I've been doing over here. I've I'm such a nerd with uh, spreadsheets. So this might be a good segue in terms of like. Did you make a spreadsheet of your pantry? Yeah, and I started doing it before <laughs> we even had like the first case in the United States. I was so out in front of this Corona thing. Um, you know, I was like, a, you know, I was kind of a hipster, like, you know, I heard someone else make this joke. So I'm, I'm, I'm copying it. But the joke was something on the lines like, you know, I was listening to their first album, you know, before they yeah. got like, <laughs> kind of like coronavirus. So I was kind of slowly shopping and coming up with a plan and doing my spreadsheet. And before you came on, Sue, one of the things that Andrew and I were talking about in, our, in the opening was um, trying to figure out how to limit any kind of day-to-day little thing stress so that you can have emotional and mental reserves for when shit really goes down and you're, you're mm-hmm. not already taxed, you know? And, but the only like little bit of stress that I allow in my day-to-day life is that I will not throw out any fucking food. I am going to plan appropriately and I'm going to keep my fucking spreadsheet and I know everything that's, that I've cooked and that's frozen in the freezer that, cause I made my two pounds of beans like Andrew did. And now like half of it's, 
in the freezer or whatever. And uh, so I'm just, I'm being pretty diligent about that. And uh, for me, so for me, it's a lot of uh, grains, beans, proteins. And then um, I'm still like, I'm still going out and getting fresh vegetables every couple of days and just taking yeah. every, every precaution, um, yeah. you know? Um, so that I'm freezer space is the most down. valuable space in your house, man. If things really, really get ugly, you're going to be living off the shit that's in your freezer, man. Exactly. Yep. That's why it's good to, I mean, like I made a couple of things. I ended up sticking them in the freezer and my husband today is like, where are all of our glass Pyrex containers? I was like, well, they're all in the freezer with, you know, food frozen in them. And, you know, now we're at a point, I feel like I have to give a, a little bit of a stockpile. We also have a lot of frozen, like, chicken nuggets and stuff like that when we're too, you know, like, just exhausted from having children to actually cook something fresh for them. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm doing, I feel like I'm, I got that, I'm right there with you, Joel. I made a mediocre broccoli and rice casserole the other day. And right. I choked that down this morning with some fresh chicken stock that I made overnight. And yeah, it right. made it so much better because I don't want to waste anything. That's yeah. right. Like if, That's right. If my husband leaves a half a lemon out, I, he unfortunately gets scolded because we only have two left. <laughs> well, I mean, but, you know, to be fair, Sue, you're, I mean, it, as, as a longtime chef and as a restaurant owner, that is gotta, that's gotta be second nature to you. Like, Oh, well, I asked, I pulled out so many asparagus stems and mushroom stems out of my freezer to prepare for the shopping trip that I made three quarts of veg stock just with that and any sort, any sort of peelings I get. And I'm not, you know, Classically, if I was making a like chicken stock at the restaurant, I peel the onion, I peel the carrots. At mm -hmm. home, I was just like, I'm just gonna give Fuck it a good it. wash and throw those <laughs> throw those skins in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand like what my grandmother went through with the depression and everything. I'm like now I'm now I understand why she used every single bit. So I'm right there with her. <laughs> I'm with you, man. The way I treat tea bags is. There's a paradigm shift in how I treat tea bags versus two months ago. You know, do you reuse them? I do. <laughs> I just make sure I I haven't been reusing them, but I just I'm gonna let them brew for an amazingly little amount of time, then I'm gonna like squeeze the shit out of them and get. Every, <laughs> you know, um, it's just those little things that have changed yeah. so dramatically. You can throw them in re your refrigerator and then put them on your eyes for a little spa treatment, too. Oh, dude! <laughs> All right, Andrew. That, 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 I, that, wish, that. I wish, Sue, you could have seen Joel's face. You just literally <laughs> blew his mind. That bit of advice is my new favorite reason that we started this podcast. I'm not even fucking kidding. Don't um, even get me at, uh, on homemade nut milks because if you make homemade almond milk, you can use all the leftover almond scraps and mix that with some sugar and make a body scrub. Just saying, when th when things get really really tough, call me. Oh my god! I got god. your tip. Oh wow! This is amazing. What what else? Give us some more. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Coconut oil. You're, you're gonna have. Salt. Have you know. been writing this down, Joel? We're, we're, yes. so we're, we're we're gonna have. Okay. So like as a companion to this episode, we're gonna ask you to put together a list of <laughs> frugal kitchen tips uh, for for people living through these times, and we're gonna post them on the website. Oh. <laughs> You can also do coffee ground, like the leftover coffee grinds, um, like make a body scrub out of that too. You're going to be beautiful when we come out of all this. Not that you're not I, already. 
No, we need all and the help was, we can get. We were just right before you came on. I was just saying that the only reason I'm trying to be healthy and I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast after this because everyone should let themselves go if they want to. Everyone can do whatever they want. But I just want to look good when I get to have sex again, whenever that is. You know? <laughs> so these are great tips for me. <laughs> we, can, we can do a whole spa day, you know. Yes. Get, get, <laughs> delegate your groove back. <laughs> so. Exactly. I love it. This is awesome, dude. I'm so, I'm so fucking happy right now. Um, and, it's, uh, and it's Saturday. Are you having trouble keeping track of the days, Sue? Like, um, um, yes. But yeah. I'm very very grateful to a good old-fashioned paper calendar in the kitchen that I look at every day. Oh, good. I haven't been crossing off the days, but I did notice that spring break just started yesterday for the for my stepdaughter. So this morning we were screaming spring break, which was really kind of funny. That was, that was <laughs> the cutest thing ever, dude. Yeah, I would, like I, I would steer clear of Daytona. Um. Yeah. <laughs> go out no. to the lake. Maybe go out to the lakefront or something yeah. like that. Um, this is a little thing. Is there any like little like one of the little things for me, Sue and Andrew, is like the greetings with people. You know, um, is I just I'm fascinated by how people greet each other, be it whether it's a text message, an email, a phone call, or six feet away passing down the street. You know, you're getting lots of how you holding up. You know, and how, in New Orleans, um, maybe it's how you how you making out. Yeah. And a lot of sign-offs I'm noticing. Like my favorite sign-off so far was from Ben Elman, and his was uh, "Stay safe, stay sane." It's like, oh, that's a good no, one. Yeah, that's, that's a right. good one. Yep. Yeah, isn't that's that so great? And he, had, that you... and he had a yeah. couple hearts next to it, so it wasn't. Like, it wasn't condescending. You know what I mean? It was like motivational. You know. Oh, but I've been I've been saying that it's like you're inside my head. Maybe, I'm like, maybe we talked about this, but every time I call someone, I'm like, "How are you?" I'm like, "I know how you are." I'm like, "I I make." I know every I'm like everything fucking sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I need a new greeting. <laughs> so. That's right. That's what I was thinking about today. Like, what do you guys think? Like, because I mean, before COVID, I would almost take it personally, and I was always projecting. So if it was a business email and it was a Monday, and let's say I'm a little hungover from the weekend activities and the second line and all that, and someone says take care, I would be like, what? What? Am I not? You think I'm not taking care of it? <laughs> I get all I get all defensive, right? Um, but now, obviously, it's a little bit different. That take care thing has so much more meaning now. Than, than, Hell yeah! You know? I just want people to wash their hands. Oh wear yeah. A mask. yeah! Yeah yeah Stay yeah! Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear uh, a mask. I, I think Joel and I have been working uh, on, you know, a, a tagline to, you know, a, to, to close the show with. Um, and I'm, I'm playing with stay safe and keep your distance. Yeah, that works. What do you, okay. what do you think of that? Does that work for you? That works sure. for me. Whatever, yeah. whatever you guys want. <laughs> Done. Not my show. <laughs> uh, no, that's settled. You make all the decisions. <laughs> our guests always make the critical decisions for our show. I'm, like, I'm sure. so sick of making making decisions for everyone. Someone make my decision for me. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that would be a good service to have to offer to people during these times. Dude, you know, dude, you can still get a magic eight ball for sixteen ninety nine or something. Decision maker. Just with, with yeah. the Amazon delays, it might take two weeks to get here. But I'm a big That's... believer in the uh, magic eight ball. There's probably an online yeah. version. There's got to be. You want to shake your iPhone and it'll come out. 
There must be that. There must be that. Um, for sure. What else? What else you got, Andrew? Do you have any more culinary questions for Sue? Because um, I keep kind of diverting us. Uh, I, I kind of feel like yeah, I'm I, I'm definitely feeling inferior. Definite total inferiority <laughs> complex here. So you know, like I. Well, you should. <laughs> no, you, you knew what kind of cheese you needed. Oh well. Oh no 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 no. Sorry. Listen, I I could have a long conversation with you offline about cheese. Um, and I know the names of all the good ones and the farms that they come from and lived in France. So please, please don't think I use mozzarella for anything other than pizza. Um, sorry, I, I protested too much, but cheese is so near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so Do you want to know what, what I did last week? Tell I me. I had some fresh mozzarella and I just fried it in a cast iron pan and it was delicious oh. with olive oil. That's that's you know, you a lot of fried cheese at the house with no breading, just like straight up fried cheese, <laughs> like sounds, like provolone, awesome. like like you would get a Laboca, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking Scamorza would be excellent in that capacity. Ooh, sounds good. Yeah. Um. Right. Well, maybe this is a good time, Joel, to uh, to segue into our regular segment, which uh, yeah. which we call. Crisis diversions. So I mean, it doesn't sound Sue, and you know what like, is it called? I couldn't hear you. Can you say that again? Crisis diversions. Mm -hmm. Things that you mm -hmm. do to sort of keep distracted and keep your your focus off the crisis. But I'm getting, uh, I'm reading reading the tea leaves here, and I'm guessing that you don't need uh, too many distractions with everything you got going on. Oh no, I got plenty of things going on. I really would like to just have some alone time. <laughs> <laughs> I am a crisis. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if some of the things I do like to do is like get outside and garden and stuff like that. So that's one thing that I've been trying to do more of. Are, are, do, you, do you have your own garden for the restaurant? Um, no, I'm over here. I plan on watering the plants while I'm here. They're beautiful. I mean, we've got some beautiful landscaping and great, you know, plants that Luna Botanicals put in for us. So I'm just trying to keep them alive. Right on. Sue, yeah. are, you, um, are you hit to uh, Lake Tilly Acres Farm, Rome Julian, that dude? No. Mm -mm. He's got an urban farm. He's got what, Andrew, like nine 20 by three garden beds, and he's got about 15 chickens. His day jobs uh, film uh, and television production as oh, a camera assistant. Does he grow microgreens? Yes, That's he does. Correct. Yep. 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 I, I have met him before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice cat. He was on the show last week. And um, when you were talking about gardening, one of the things that he had mentioned was that he's trying to dig up some work as a gardening consultant and help or helping people like start their own little chicken situation. And on their properties, you know, um, during this the, during this lockdown time, you know, which I thought was pretty interesting, you know, because the mm -hmm. idea that pe people are looking to garden and they need help, right? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a great thing, and finding ways to like use your skills to do something else that can help other people during this time is exactly. awesome. Except that yep. I don't want any chickens. <laughs> the house, that, the house that we bought in the seventh ward came with chickens, and we don't have those chickens anymore <laughs> so, they've moved on Dude, how, 
<laughs> How close are you to me? Because I live about a half a block. You're on yeah. what? Ruthalin. I'm like Ruthalin. Oh between, yeah. Uh, Broad and Brusilla. I'm like. It starts yeah. like Earth Street on the Harp. Yeah, we're like three blocks away or something. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a bunch of chickens like half black in my house. Which Maybe is, they used to be ours. Who knows? They might. They might have migrated. A, <laughs> they might have migrated a couple blocks over. Um, they just run right out in the street when I'm biking by them. It's pretty. It's pretty cute. Um, so uh, with this crisis diversion, it sounds like you don't need much diversion. But I have to ask this. Maybe you're probably so annoyed with this question, but who cares? Um, do you watch Top Chef at all? Because they have a new season out. Is that something that you find interesting at all, or just completely well, not? No, I mean I love Top Chef, and I just I'm not gonna lie, I don't have cable. <laughs> Even though my husband works in film, we do not have cable, and I have not watched any of the new season, but I'm a huge supporter of all the Top Chef shows, and I love, you know, Tom and Gail and Padma, and yes. I know they just have a, new, they have a new season that just started, so hopefully I'll it, find a way on one of my streaming devices to watch it. You can. You can just go to uh, Google Bravo TV Top Chef, and you can stream it right from their uh, website. So they've got nice. three, the first three episodes out. And it's fun. It's Top Chef All-Stars. I know you were on Top Chef Masters um, back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Top Even Chef All-Stars <laughs> are like the cats who... Previous winners? Of, well, no. Previous people who got also also close. Like, or also close. Like, they mm-hmm. were the runners-up or, you know, in mm-hmm. the final three or whatever. Um, and have gone on most of them to, you know, uh, restaurant touring acclaim and whatnot. And I agree with you. Those three cats that you mentioned, uh, Tom and Padma and Gal, they're just, it's just, I don't, that's the only reality television that I watch. And uh, I just dig all those, all three of those folks so much. And when you read any interviews outside of the context of the show, um, Tom is just such a down hip dude. He's like super empathetic and he has interesting ideas about the industry. And I would see him at Bonnaroo all the time, like with his, with his friends, or I'm sorry, his kids, not his friends, but his kids. Um, and then I would notice like two weeks later after like they were clearly getting the VIP treatment, the, the main beer sponsor of Bonnaroo was like in an episode of Top Chef. You know what I mean? So you could kind of like see that tie in there or whatever. Yeah. But, um, no, but they're all yeah. great people and they're doing a lot for the restaurant community right now. So, you know, I'm just, I'm big cheerleaders of all of them. And, and now I get to go home and watch Top Chef. Yeah. Thanks for giving um, me the streaming tip. Oh, for <laughs> sure. That, that's, what, that's what we do during this. Um, that wasn't that's, my planned one, but I do have another one. But, but Andrew, what, what do you got? Um, so what I got is since, since we're talking about food and cooking shows, um, I, I tend to watch a lot of the Create channel, which is on over the air. I don't know if you watch that at all, Sue. But uh, mm-hmm. um, PBS has opened up the entire archive of the original series of The French Chef with Julia Child, um, <gasps> which is a treasure trove. I mean, so uh, I, I don't know what the, um, what the... You went to the CIA, right, Sue? I did. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that experience was like, but my experience in school was all classic French 
um, method stuff and you know, Julia and Jacques Pepin, who are the, the two heroes of cooking shows of American television history, um, are the only two chefs who I ever, when I was growing up and watching that stuff, they seem to be focused on technique. You know, Jacques mm-hmm. was like how to chop an onion, how to chop a tomato. Julia was like how to whisk the eggs right and all that stuff. So like Julia makes some classic French dishes, an omelet or a souffle or something. And it's just an absolute joy to watch. So PBS has that archive open now, and I believe it's meant to stay open through the crisis. That's so exciting. I grew up watching and Julia Child and the frugal gourmet which probably oh was the frug i remember that <laughs> the man who introduced me to the term aioli yes and um yan can cook so you know i've got i feel like i had a really good you know preschool to culinary school watching all of those shows on pbs <laughs> yep yep yeah i hear that well what do you got joel i've got uh something inspired by sue um as I was walking around today in the morning um, and clearing my cobwebs. Um, but first I did want to say, I just remembered the segue that I was trying to get to about early adopting that also is related to Sue. Um, I was really, like I said, pretty far out in front um, relative to most people that I knew about <clears throat> what might, I was just, you know, just whatever, paying attention to what was going on overseas. And, um, and so doing some early shopping and I, and I started doing some social distancing myself before that was even like, I really just chose not to go to the big Mardi Gras parades and stuff like that. But man, I owe you such a big apology, Sue. And I got to tell you, like there've been, and, and, as well as Elise uh, Goldman, did Elise take Maddie's last name? Elise Goldman, am I saying that right now? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say Elise and, of, of Matthew, of Elise and Matthew. Um, I was really like, even at Jeff DeVille's rock and roll tribute to Patina's on March 5th, I was kind of keeping distance and not doing the hugging and kissing and all that stuff. And then I had a friend in town, one of our friends and listeners from Amsterdam, and we went out to the second line the following Sunday, which would have made it what, March 8th. And I was so, it was over by Bayou St. John in Orleans where it started and I was so pleased to see like you and Elise and, and Maddie and Jorn and, and, and I just went in for the big hugs with those dudes and the kisses on the cheeks with you and Elise. And like the next day I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know? And I just want to apologize to you for that. I'm glad, oh. glad you're glad your incubation period is over. And I, I'm, I'm all good. Thank you. But, but it was so nice to see you. And then when you rode your bike past the restaurant, I was super pumped too, because you know, we don't get to see each other often, even though we're neighbors, but That's you know, I thank you for, you know, feeling guilt the next day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at sure. the same time, like that's what, that's what I think that new Orleans is going to have the hardest time with yeah. after all of this is because we hug and kiss and like, just love on one another so much. Cause we're, we're so affectionate and that's just what this city is all about. And I think I wake up a lot in the middle of the night and think about how, Am I going to embrace people that I embrace on a regular basis from a distance? So, yeah. you know, doing something like this today was really meaningful to me and hap- and made me really happy because I really miss people. <laughs> Good. So, thank you. Yeah. Well, let's keep it up. Let's. I would love to go for a porch hang with you and Joran for sure. 
Um, like well, you guys on the porch, me on the street, something like that. Definitely. <laughs> you know? I'm going to try to get Jordan to do a little second line class online. So oh, dope. How to dance in the street. So maybe oh, for the love of God, please, please. I've been, <laughs> I've been looking for one of those classes online for a long time. Well, uh, you can, our, if you want, you can watch the three and a half year old because she knows what she's doing. So you can, she, she can be really. That is so dope, man. <laughs> I was always disappointed that we didn't get Jordan on the other show. Um, it's a good love, babe. But he was scheduled, and we had that power outage the night he was supposed to come on, and yep. wanted to deep, you know, uh, go into a deep dive on his social Aiden Pleasure Club activity. You know, but maybe sometime well, in the future. Free now. <laughs> well, good, good. It is easier to get gas these days, Sue. <laughs> <show. laughs> For sure. Um, okay, so my diversion is inspired by you, uh, Sue Zamanik. Um, I just said your name right for the first time because I mispronounced it when you were on our, our, our other show. Um, so I also apologize retroactively for, retroactively for that. Um, when you were on that show, you were talking about, and this is, Rich and I were talking about this, or he reminded me of this as he was singing your praises when I was talking to him on the phone earlier, that you kind of knew what you wanted to do at a very early age, like at 14, 15, right? If I'm recalling mm -hmm. correctly, that you were um cooking and you had a very crystal clear vision of that being a career am i recalling that correctly that's correct yeah that was one of the things that i was so happy about throughout my entire adult life you know was that i knew at a young age what i wanted to do and what my passion was what my calling was so, um yeah right and i i'm like 51 and still don't know what I am meant to do, right? <clears throat> However, um, I'm still trying to find that sort of passion um, and, and, and you know, that divining rod. Um, but that said, when I was like 14, 15, 16, I got hardwired by some of the things that I was reading. And, um, and I, I don't mind that. I don't mind the fact that I was so heavily influenced by, I felt my first, the first love of my life, literally when I first fell in love with Sylvia Plath, you know, and she was like mm -hmm. totally unattainable because, you know, she was not <laughs> alive. Um, and so, um, and it was due to her writing. And then also I was influenced by like, it's so cliche, but like, you know, Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald, like reading his short stories, not his classic works, but like his short stories, about uh, being in New York City and being out all night made me want to experience what it felt like to see the sun come up, you know, and being out in a city all night long with the sun rising. And, uh, and, and the beat writers, as far as like traveling, all that stuff, super cliche, but I was reading that stuff when I was 14, 15, and 16, and I still, a lot of me still feels like 14 or 15 inside. Uh, but the thing I recommend and what I'm going, what I have been for a diversion, um, of your favorites, because letter writing is such a interesting thing to me um, during uh, a plague, right? And you know, one of the things that's been going around um, on Facebook is the letter that F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote to a woman named Rose. I want to say, um, and so I mean, that kind of got went a little bit viral in the last weeks, but. You know, Delia Platt volumes of letters is amazing. Same with F. Scott, any of the beat writers. The beat writers wrote a lot of each other. 
Um, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's to me, that sort of form of nonfiction um, is more interesting in these times than reading fiction. You don't want to escape. I feel comfortable right? I want reality. You know what I mean? But I like reading reality from different eras and different point of views and perspectives. So that's my crisis diversion of the week is um, I, I specifically recommend the writers that I just mentioned, but whomever your favorite author, maybe find out if they, what kind of correspondence is on record and, and, and you know, dive into that realm. It's a good way to pass some time. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I'm sorry, I'm having a yeah, hard time hearing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Joel's, we're we're working on some long term audio issues. Like, it's it's funny <laughs> on, on Joel and on Joel and Jeff's old podcast, you all sat around a table with quality studio microphones and all that. This we're right. pulling it together with uh, with Scotch no, tape, it's... glue, and Google Hangouts. So uh, right. <laughs> sometimes we have well, some audio grateful issues. Grateful for Google Hangouts. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I True heard a lot of that. I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that might cool. be a good place to to wrap it up for today. Um, I want to yeah. thank you, Sue, for for joining us, um, and I look forward to meeting you in person sometime and talking in depth and at length about. The cheeses we love. Um, well, I look forward to meeting you six feet away, and then we can, you know, eventually get closer. One foot right. at a time. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a plan to me. Um, what about you, Joel? Any last words? Uh, I'll, I'm going to cop uh, Sue's line, one foot at a time. That's what I'm taking it yep. as. <laughs> right. I, I like that. that. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. You're very welcome. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, for Joel, all the way on the other side of the Canal Street, and for me, Andrew, and for Sue, thanks for joining us on Six Feet of Separation. Check out our website. Check us out on Facebook. And uh, keep your distance and stay safe. Yeah, you're right. Wash your hands. Bye, Sue. Bye. Thanks. What's happening?